I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to a post-Christmas edition of the A-Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. I bet you lot thought that uh, we wouldn't be doing it today, but we're here, aren't we? Andy Quilden, as always, joined by Andy Boy Simmons. And and we have a wonderful, fun-filled 45 minutes or so of uh, pro wrestling goodness to talk to you about today. Uh, Yeah, pro wrestling chit-chat over the festive period. Um, So yeah, we are... uh... We're actually cheating a bit today, aren't we, Andy? Because we oh, released on a Wednesday, but when are we recording? It's breaking kayfabe already. <laughs> we're, we're eight weeks into it, and he's breaking kayfabe. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. We're, everyone breaks kayfabe nowadays. Tragically. Uh, we, we, are, we are actually recording... Um, when are we recording? It's Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. I've, lost track of, I've lost track of the days because um, it's... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a bit of a whirlwind year, hasn't it? I always say... Um, as you get older, every single year seems to go quicker. Um, and I heard the best analogy that I've ever had for that earlier this year, actually. Okay. Um, so the analogy for, that I heard for that was um, when... So when you're younger, right, You, if you're one years old, you've only known one year of life, right? So that one year is going to seem like everything you've ever known and it's going to take a long while. But when you get older, because you know so much more... One year in the context of 31 years of life isn't that much. No. So our perception of time changes. Sure. So I think that may be why years just go so quickly as you get older. Yeah, well, my my uh, I did a tweet a few months ago saying how 1997 to 2007 felt like forever, but 2007 to 2017 feels like a matter of days. Yeah, and you, it's because you've got more years under your belt. Yeah, well, it, it must, must be. be. There must be a theory what, behind it. What yeah. I just said is 100% scientifically proven by myself and everyone yeah. I've spoken to. So the six people I've spoken to on this subject have all agreed with me on the validity of it. Yeah, you, so I think I think there's something to that. You should be a scientist, Andy. Well I done. I could be a lot of things, right? And a lot of people actually say to me, if... I was, uh, if I was in any other business other than professional wrestling, I'd be a millionaire by now. Right, so Phil Powers said, to, said this to me once. He said, uh, if you put as much time into anything else than you do wrestling, we'd all be very wealthy men. I, I don't necessarily agree with that, because you, you have to have something special about you to be able to... Well, I think he meant it flippantly, but... Yeah. You know, the idea is we, we put all this money into... Uh, all this time into it, whether you're, you know, at the gym, wrestling training, driving six hours to do a wrestling show to drive six hours back, etc. You put that into something, you know, you put that into a university degree, or you yeah, put that absolutely. into, you, you know, you can... Uh, yeah, yeah, but I think life's about being happy. And I also have theories that, so I look at, and, and in, in many ways he's right, I look at, so I look at money differently than like a, a physical currency, I guess. I look at money as energy. So when we talk to each so like the time the time we spend doing something is is energy so like if someone's like oh i'll give you 50 quid to do this job i'm like well is it worth 50 like 50 pounds to me i don't look at it as 50 pounds i look at it as how long will that take that job take right so i look at it as my time sure so my time is money but also i also think experiences are a big part of that as well so i feel that like 
you know, like you might not get paid for something or you might get paid a, a small amount of money for something. But I feel like if you're getting, if you're being fulfilled yourself, that is a, a much better use of your energy than doing something you hate and getting compensated very highly for. So, um, so I strongly believe that, yes, there's not a lot of money in wrestling, as we all know. Mm. Um, but it's... Uh, Less than you. What? <laughs> I'm joking. What are you saying? I said, let's wear you. Um, I'll have you know, <sighs> right... But I'm actually known as being one of the best guys for payoffs. Are you really? In this business. Congratulations. That was just a quote from Beyond the Mat. <laughs> Roland, Roland Alexander. Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. When the next quote is Tony Jones saying, uh, "He pays us twenty, twenty-five bucks sometimes. If we're lucky. If we're if we're if we're, if we're worth it. And sometimes we don't get paid at all. Yeah. And the next scene is him saying, "Yeah, <laughs> I honestly believe I'm one of the best guys for payoffs in this business." Um, but yeah. Anyway. Um, Christmas, Christmas, um, yeah. How was your Christmas day, Andy? Nudge, uh, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah, it was marvelous, filled with joy and laughter and happiness. I hope so. Yeah, I hope it is. And yours? I'm sure mine. Well, you told me what your your uh, your timetable is for Christmas. Sounds nothing but misery, doesn't well, that's it? That's horrible. That is. <laughs> Only from what uh, you've told me, I've no, never been oh, there. Wow, <laughs> strong. I was spending time with the in-laws this Christmas, um, the mum-in-law this Christmas. Breakfast and home then dinner so yeah a little bit home in between is to hang out with Simba because it's not fair that for him to have a crappy Christmas is it oh no I'd have so, thought he'd have been invited but... his mum doesn't like Simba oh really her, or her mum doesn't like Simba oh Rocky um, comes everywhere with me what a lucky boy well Simba yeah. likes a bit of peace and quiet because I'm actually with Simba I always say that my dog doesn't know how lucky he is because I'm with him probably more than any owner not it, it, like obviously there's housebound people who spends a lot of time with their dogs like the elderly but I'm with my dog like literally constantly like every single day and sometimes I think he would like a break from me do you think yeah Yeah. poor lad you can give him a break um, so he's going to get one on Christmas day when I have to go to Hayley's mother's house house twice twice for a laugh oh well I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll have a great Christmas and, and when we come to record this uh, I guess in about 10 days' time. We can talk about our hauls, our Christmas hauls. What, yeah. what did we get this Christmas? Yeah. So, do you know what you're getting this Christmas? No, no. Oh, uh, I saw the... Uh, oh, he's been pe- we know he's a peaker <laughs> from last <laughs> week's episode. We know he's a peaker. My mum, as a sub-story to last year, we talked about always getting the annuals. Uh, my mum was... I knew, I knew, I knew I'd always get an annual because my mum would always hide them amongst my school yearbooks on the shelf in her... She had a little study room. Uh, so my point is, in my mum's study room this year, uh, and I, I'd mentioned this actually in jest a couple of years ago, as I'd like it, she bought me the WWE Monopoly. Oh, that's a, yeah. And it's ridiculous so, that you know about this already. Well, it's on a, it's on exactly the same shelf all the <laughs> so mum's still All those years <laughs> later, your mum's still hiding your presents in the same places. Um, she won't be after she listens to this. Next year, you're going to have to hunt a bit harder for your I Christmas know, presents. And I'm going to make a special point, actually, this year to really sort of publicise the... Uh, the, this podcast through a personal Facebook page as well as um, my wrestler page. So um, she'll probably end up listening to this. And the story is that the story's going to have to clean up, aren't they? Yeah. Not that we talked about anything fibs. risque, but... No, no. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what you're getting? No, not a clue. No. Disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No. That sounds horrible, doesn't it? It is nice to receive presents, but... Um, it's better to give. Yeah. I think that. I think that a lot. And I think I'm... I don't know. I think I'm quite good at giving presents. Well, we'll see, won't we? By the, we'll see, we'll see, won't we? Well, we'll have Haley on as a guest, shall we? I'll ask. <laughs> we her. can discuss presents. Yeah. yeah. 
So um, uh, what else are you going to be doing Christmas, Andy? I know exactly what you're going to be watching, uh, doing. You're going to be watching a lot of telly, I bet. I am, yeah. You like oh, telly, don't you? I tell you what, Christmas is my favourite time of year for TV. And like, I know we actually have people listen to this from America and all over the place, actually. We've got a little map of places where people listen to this podcast. So this might go over some of the, those people's heads. But Christmas is my favourite time of the year for the soaps. And specifically this year, EastEnders has been on absolute fire. So there's going to hopefully be the conclusion of a Max Branning storyline. And we know we know a lady who's written a few episodes, don't we, coincidentally enough? Oh, absolutely. That's yeah, crazy, yeah. isn't it? That is crazy. So former FWA ring announcer Jane Childs. Yes, she will be. Uh, well, her real she, name, I think, is Lisa, Lisa something. Lisa, Lisa Gifford. Gifford. Yeah, Gifford. Lisa Gifford. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I remember when she, she used to train not regularly, but I think she did a weekend camp uh, at the FWA Academy, and she got involved. I think she she met someone else who was involved in wrestling, got married, and then uh, and then um, yeah, now she's off doing. Uh, EastEnders, of all things. So, uh, quite remarkable. I've not seen her in 10 years, probably, but good for her. And I bet she sits at home every day thinking, I wish I was still in that wrestling business. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she um, does. Not. So, uh, so yeah, EastEnders cracking at the moment. So, that's I'm going to be looking forward to that. Um, yeah, TV, junk food, I guess. Just get fatter. Well, next year, I'm going to make a conscientious effort. We might, Let's have my weight loss diary next year. Well, I think you need that, be, don't well, you? Well, you said it, not me. So <laughs> yeah. we all talk about your back, behind your back about it. Wow, that's we, a, no, we don't. It's we horrible. Don't. You, just, don't. you just sat there like eating a box of celebration. I, I, I was. I was disgusted earlier. Yeah. Just but, anything you get your hands on, you were just yeah, eating it. Big thank you? you to little Hayden who comes to our juniors class who gave us a box of celebration. And thank you to all the, the members of the Portsmouth School of Wrestling who gave us presents. Noah, he, uh, he gave us some lovely mugs. Some mugs with our dogs on. Which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, Kenneth Halfpenny, who gave us a kettle and cups and mugs, and some more uh, mugs, actually. spoons, tea bags, spoons, milk, everything you need to make a cup of tea, which actually. we're drinking now. So I'm sorry if you can hear us slurping, slurping a cup of tea. Um, and who else gave us presents? Uh, Billy oh, gave Billy, us a cake. He gave us a cake each, yeah, which was basically down to that was probably two for, peer, two for three pounds, but 100 percent peer pressure. Though, I was bullied it? into it. He had a birthday party that we weren't invited to, and I was actually genuinely pretty disappointed. I felt a little bit left out. Well, I wasn't sad. I would have just liked to have. I well, would have liked to have been able to turn him down. I didn't want to go. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to go. I'm upset. I didn't get to say no thanks. Um, but there you go. And then uh, yeah, then for me after that we got Boxing Day. I'm pr- putting on a, uh, a spectacular wrestling show at Bun Measure in Selsey. Yeah. Um, and that's always a fun time of year because all the kids are super excited and super hyperactive because they are having a wonderful Christmas. And by Boxing Day, all the parents have had enough. So there you are. Well, it's, in- it's interesting, wasn't it? Because the f- we've been doing it there for five years. Yeah. Is this the fifth or sixth time? And yeah, uh, Christmas specifically, yeah. Yeah. And uh, obviously the first time was a bit of a disaster, wasn't it? It was the first time they'd been open. Well, well what they said, so yeah, it was the first first Christmas they were open, so it wasn't that busy. But every single year it's got busier over the Christmas period. Um, and what I thought was quite interesting was they knew that the first year it wasn't going to be um, that spectacular. Like, but obviously they, they wanted to provide the same high quality entertainment they provide throughout the throughout the site, like the peak seasons, basically. Um, and they weren't scrimping on the entertainment and. Um, even though they knew that the numbers weren't what they wanted, um, but they knew that would be the case because it's really about turning it into a, a tradition. So at Christmas, we go to Bun Leisure. 
you know, so like a family tradition. And it takes a little while to build those traditions in. Um, and they've put on a consistently high quality of entertainment throughout the Christmas season um, over the last five years. And every single year, the numbers of the numbers have got higher. Um, and that's just a testament to people doing it right. And like we've been to camps all over the, the, the country, like at both, you know, running shows and just working on the show's perspective. Um, and it's very clear that some of the camps, they have the same mentality of some of the crappy British wrestling shows sure. that, that knock around um, and don't do things. You know, they scrimp, they save, they don't do things Yeah, well, well. the Bun Leisure as a, as a whole has got to be one of the top independent parks in the country. Oh, absolutely. Like outside of, so I say to this to the guys... and. It's part of the reason why, I, why, and again, I did a big sales pitch without it wanting to be a sales pitch uh, on Facebook recently regarding our, our wrestling school. That uh, So Bun Leisure, sometimes they clock in nearly 2,000 people and outside of WWE and Butlins, you don't really wrestle in front of that many people. You know, even, and, and, and obviously it's a different sort of, uh, it's, it's not like 2,000 people are paid to come see you. I'm not saying it's a ticketed event where tickets are £10 each, but... To I be, wish it was. To, yeah, to wrestle in front of that many people, um, you know, you don't really get to do that very often outside of, of you know, the big, big, big promotions. So, you want to wrestle at Ban Leisure, come to the Portsmouth School of, You want to wrestle in front of 2,000 people, I mean, you know, come to the Portsmouth School of Wrestling. Um, yeah, so that's, and that's that's Boxing Day for me, so that would be that would be a lot of fun. Um, but what else, what else starts a day after? I'm trying to get something here. 20, is it 27th of December, Netflix? Your new favourite show? 29th of December. Oh, 29th. I yeah, know okay. what you're getting at here, so let's let's segue into it smoothly. Yeah. So uh, you didn't have to hear my life story to get to the 29th of uh, December, did you? Well, it's still interesting, wasn't it? Well, oh, I guess so. About, yeah. yeah, I hope so. I yeah. hope you I hope you enjoyed that little glimpse into into life. Yeah. Um, so on the 29th of November, so a few December. things. So, December, whatever. See, do you know what I mean? Like, we're in December already. I still think we're in November. It's crazy. Um, so, a series of Black Mirror, the new series of Black Mirror, which is one of the greatest programs I think I've ever seen. And I swear, um, it's uh, everything that happens on that program. For those of you who don't know about it, it's a sci-fi show. I guess it's sci-fi. Would you call it sci-fi? I've only seen a couple of episodes, but of yeah, course. I'd say yeah, it's pretty science fiction. Always. But it's and every single episode is based upon what could happen in the future, and what and like you look at the new technologies and what all the things that could happen in the future, and you're like, there's no way this could possibly happen. But then the more you think about it, you're like, oh shit, this could happen. And when you first see it, you're like, you see all the positives about it, but then they also see the dark negative side to all of this stuff. And I swear, like, there's um they know something that we don't in terms of about the future. They've got an idea of some of the technology which is a-coming. I'm sure they do. Or I could just be... I don't know. Like, all I look at is I look at, for example, 24, like, years ago. You know 24, Jack Bauer? Yeah, never seen it, but yeah. Okay, you've missed out. Um, So 24 used to have all this technology, which I remember when I first watched it, it blew my mind. But it was stuff like being able to send coordinates of something to your mobile phone, which obviously we can do now. Okay. Right? So it was stuff like, you know, having maps on your phone, which we can do now. Yeah. It all seems fairly simple, like, doesn't it, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like stuff like being able to video where you are and live feed that to someone else, which we can do now. Do you know what I mean? And I always think that that technology must have been there in those days for them to come up with that stuff, but obviously it just wasn't affordable to the consumer at the time. So the, so, the episode of Black Mirror I saw was an episode where... Um, 
a lady and her partner were together and he went off to get something he died in a car accident she then signed up for this service where she could hear his voice through um through through emails and and other forms of communication they mapped a voice for her that she could talk to him like she was talking to yeah, him on the he, phone and they basically created a computer which was computer intelligent so like it it knew how he would respond to things so like it started off by was it like she started off I can't remember how they they started off by did she give him their phone or something and then they're like I think it was email to, first it was like if it? you want to take this deeper then send us your the email logins and then we'll go through all the email conversation like so that could be and it, then yeah. and then like it kind of went from there and ultimately it created a robot of him right yes yeah which, which got a bit, which got a bit of... preposterous but you never know when if that's oh, going to be I can tell you a funny story about that as well so I watched that episode of Haley yeah and. Uh, one day when I came in, it's actually from a wrestling session. Haley was asleep. I came in to the bedroom, right, and I just leant over to give her a kiss, like say hi, like I do, you know. Mm-hmm. And she was like, <gasps> and then I was like, "What's wrong?" And she was like, "Is that a real you?" Really? And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she basically had a dream that she had a oh, like a robot, a robot of me, yeah. Really? And then she got scared of it and whatever. Oh, and then she thought, a robot she thought me coming in. She thought me coming in was the robot of me, and it but it was the real me. So yeah, see, I watch, I watched that whole episode waiting for the robot to turn evil or something, but no, it doesn't come to that, does it? No, no it doesn't. It just, it she puts him in the loft for twenty five years. It creates very real moral. Mm. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Maybe I'll get into. Well, I won't get into this new episode. Because you're bitter and twisted. I'm bitter and twisted. So, uh, so a, a, a minor, a very short sub story on February. This is related, I swear. February the 14th, 2004. Myself, James Ty, that man again, and uh, someone else, we actually went up to some studios in London to film an episode of a sketch show with a comedian called John Coleshaw. Okay. Do you remember him? Yep. John Coleshaw. So uh, so I was to play the referee. Basically, it was, I think they called it Matrix Wrestling or something like that. Do you remember this? No, I don't no. at all. So, so it's, it's interesting how you had the part of the referee this time. James Ty had the part of the referee when... Oh, with the Macho, macho Man, man yeah. of course, yeah. So uh, I was referee. James Ty was um, Kendo Nagasaki. And the other guy was... I've, this is so embarrassing. I've known him 20 years, but I don't know... Him. Chari... Chari? Barry Chavalumbus? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I love Barry, but I've never worked out how to say his name. So anyway, Barry was playing uh, Giant Haystacks. And they called it Matrix Wrestling, and they were going to be wired up. And they did this sketch uh, with um, doing the Matrix moves in, in a wrestling ring. So I was uh, all ready to play my role as a referee. We got there dead early to get told by a man in um, the wardrobe department, real horrible smug man he was. He was like, Right, you need to go home. I was like, Excuse me? You need to go home. John's seen you, and he says you are not suitable for this part. <laughs> and I was. I was, I, was, I was just flabbergasted almost like, excuse me? And uh, yeah, and John had seen me, uh, John Coleshaw that is, uh, had seen me somewhere. I hadn't met him. He must have just seen me walking through somewhere and he decided I looked too young. So rather than politely say, uh, listen, we don't think you're suitable for this role, this smug, horrible man um, approached me like, a, like I was a, a piece of rubbish and sent me home. So uh, when that aired, when that show aired, I refused to watch it. 
So, which, out of protest. That, out of that protest. taught them a lesson, didn't well, it? Well, no, not at all, but it was just a real horrible way to deal with the situation. Yeah. So, um, so to the point, the reason why I say this is related is I won't be watching Black Mirror for that very same reason. Wow. So we'll get into the story of why. I'm not sure if we should wait for story why and, and tell, talk about your... Because basically, essentially, this career... this uh, this. Uh, the next couple of minutes are going to, we're going to be talking about your failed career as a, a TV extra. Uh, no, uh, no, sorry, your budding <laughs> career. So when Andy said he could write a, a book, he wanted to, he wanted his autobiography to be called "I Nearly Made It." There could be two different versions of this book, couldn't well, there? It actually there could a be lot a, of le- on a lot of levels. There could be "I Nearly Made It" as a professional wrestler. Yeah, or it could be "I Nearly Made It" as a TV actor. <laughs> as an actor, yeah. So, um, so just like. Uh, so just like John Coleshaw's comedy sketch show, I got I was cast in an episode of Black Mirror, which my mum was horrified about when I described what the role was, to then get binned from that as well. But uh, what's your role going to be, Andy? I so so should I tell the story how it all came to be, you know, with regarding the fighting my family film. Yeah, like, let's okay. Yeah, it's let's, quite an interesting story. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. and then I think, and then I think, because what I didn't know was I didn't know if we should probably touch on some of your previous uh, TV work. But let's start. Um, let's start with uh, fighting with my family, and if we've got time, we'll go into some of your okay. other experiences. So, uh, so well, maybe even this time last year, January time, February time, uh, it was announced that The Rock was involved in producing a film based on the Knight Family documentary. Which involved uh, Zach, Roy, Ricky Knight, the wife, Sweet Soraya, and of course the lady who now wrestles in WWE is Paige. So they did that. That was a documentary on Channel Four, I think, in two thousand and twelve. They announced last year they were going to make a movie of it, and uh, it was quite a big buzz around all the lads. Like, oh, this is quite exciting for for the Knight family. And the following day, uh, I got a phone call from Johnny Storm, who he works very much within the movie extra. You know, he like I did a tweet the other day. He was in like a Muppet movie as an extra. You, you often see him like in the background of the Queen's looking which, shifting. Which he doesn't do as any uh, on any degree of fame like some of these people do. He just does it for you know extra work. Like you know, yeah, because, yeah, you you do. And I like I've got one experience of extra work that I did and I did it once and I will never do it again. Right, an episode of Midsummer Murders. Oh, I think I might um, be supposed to be do that as well. And, like. Well, I was like in the crowd. Was that through Rishi? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like in a crowd for a boxing match. And I can't remember the other scene. Like, it was just like literally just extra work. And like, once I did that. So, you, you, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Extras by Ricky Gervais, right? Have you watched yes. that? Oh, yeah, I have, yes. It's just like that. Like, legitimately like that. Like, everyone takes themselves so seriously. Right. And, oh, have you got anything else coming up this week? And like, and I thought, I assumed, it was like two scenes we were in, and I assumed that it would take like a couple of hours. I didn't realise you'd be waiting around all day long, and there was no guaranteed time of it finishing. And the only plus side is you got a voucher for the canteen, which was quite nice. Um, and it was just like long, and you were just around all these people who... I don't know how to explain them. Yeah, in yeah, the nicest... I, yeah, in a nice way. They're almost, they've almost convinced themselves they're actors. Yeah, you know, like it's all like yeah, like you said, because I've done sort of uh, work with extras, which hasn't been for for movies. Um, so, well, I've kind of met these people, like you say, and it's very much like they've convinced themselves they're actors. Yeah, you know, and I don't know, maybe I, I don't know the game well, at all. Like, like well, maybe, 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 maybe they are, and maybe you can draw a lot of parallels between that and wrestling. 
right? I think you can. And there's a but what I will say is there's no need to be dicks, is there? Do you know what I mean? No. Like, and what I say in wrestling all the time is every single person, it doesn't matter if you've had one day in the job or a hundred years in the job, every single person who's who's involved is a human being, right? So let's all treat each other like human beings and let's not look down upon anyone and let's not judge anyone and let's not... I, I don't understand why everything needs to be a competition and like with these extras it was very much like that so um and like almost like they would look down on me for being it's your first oh, extra here's my first extra my first gig do you know what i mean yeah. right kids yeah. right get to the back of the oh, canteen because you're please. here because you're here my mate steve sat yeah, at home. right <laughs> yeah like you and like you people who don't take it seriously you're keeping you're keeping us out of work you know like yeah all right mate but like um so you might be able to draw some parallels with wrestling with that but anyway Back to the point, Johnny doesn't take... For Johnny, it's an extra income. It's, it's not, an extra income. It's, it's not like he, you know, he's not trying to be an actor. And I'm sure he'd love to be an actor, don't get me wrong, but you know, he's just, it's just a day's work. So he's done some great films. He's, I think there's one, one particular scene, if you're a Harry Potter fan, which I'm not really, but I have half a grasp of it, uh, he was a Death Eater in a scene and you know anyway so uh so he called me up and he said oh listen i know um one of the things johnny's very good at is networking so although johnny might be a, a you know in that in that realm a lowly extra he knows everyone so he's very very good at networking he's very personable isn't he yeah. like when you speak to him uh... and uh the really nice guy so he uh he knew someone um obviously it's a wrestling movie so they're looking for for wrestlers and they called johnny up and said oh could you know some people who'd like to come along for a casting to be cast as something so johnny called me up and he said oh would you like to come to this casting so he i think johnny was under the impression there'd only be like 10 of us there so uh, we went to this casting and i think there must have been 50 of us there there was people there oh, i hadn't seen in years like 10 15 years of some people there so it was actually a really nice sort of get together of everyone at least for a couple of hours to uh to 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 see each other again and, a modern and day british wrestlers reunion it was a bit yeah so you had like the mike from the pitbulls were there um, Steve Morocco, uh, loads of people from all all people I'd never met before, who I'm now quite pally with. So anyway, we went to this casting. We had we had to do a warm up for some reason. It was like we were having a tryout for something. The uh, performance center, of course. It was a bit like that. Yeah. Maybe they wanted to see who could hang. You know, if if we're going to do scenes at the performance center, maybe we had to see who. <laughs> quite could... possibly because there were scenes at the performance center, I believe. So. Um, so anyway, we had to do a warm-up, we'd do roles and stuff, and anyway, we had to do like these 30-second promos, and uh, I knew I'd excel at that, because I thought, these people aren't wrestling people, so they don't want a deep, sort of meaningful promo, they just want like, what you gonna do, brother, when I beat you up? So uh, that's the promo I did, and uh, I came into the changing room where, after I'd cut my promo, and I said, don't want to say anything, lads, but lady just said to me, that was perfect. <laughs> so, uh, so we all got a good kick out of that. So, so that was the casting anyway. And then a few weeks after that, I got cast, uh, it cast in the movie in a very minor role. Should we not name what your role no. was? And then when the film comes out, some point next year. Well, when I go to the premiere, of course, you'll I'm be sure I'll be at the premiere. No, I'm sure I will. You yes. might be outside. <laughs> I'll buy a ticket like everyone else. So anyway, uh, but let's see if people can spot you in the film. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and actually, from all accounts, that film's actually pretty good. From all the early, very early, um, well, certainly our friends the Knight family are saying they've heard it's very good. Well, so we'll take say that. that yeah, but, we, but you know, the, you know, if that's they've what they're hearing. To sell. Sure. So, uh, so anyway, uh, through that day of the casting, I got signed up to an agency. They take pictures of you, obviously, and they give you the details. And I got an email 
uh, maybe about a month later, and it was regarding a show that you were telling me about the night before. We were here at training, and you were telling me all about this program, Black Mirror. Okay, yeah, because what I do is like I, I kind of I'm a Netflix bin- binger, and I go through life hunting for my next kick of Netflix entertainment and I'd just got heavy into Black Mirror and it blew my mind and I couldn't believe I'd waited so long to watch it so yeah. I, was, I was all over it and like when I'm into something I'm very passionate about it and I'll, I'll tell you why I love it so you much don't about it. wow yeah <laughs> at least I have interests so uh yeah so anyway I got this email didn't I, on, on a Thursday I remember I was driving saying you've been uh are you they email you availability so are you available for this move, uh, this this role? You don't know what it is, and um, so I click back. Oh, it was for Black Mirror though. I knew it was for Black Mirror, so I clicked back. My availability was yes. Then I got an email instantly saying what the role was, and I again I don't really know how this world works. I don't know whether this would have been a. It certainly didn't have any speaking lines, but I was the role had a had a name. It was uh, so you were a named character. I was a named character essentially called Fascist Man. <laughs> right, which I don't really know how that ties into anything. Is what I did. There's the, I mentioned earlier how my mum was horrified when I described the role, and I made a joke on Twitter last night how it wouldn't have to wouldn't have had to require much acting. But I, <laughs> I said that in jest. Oh, I can't say that in today's climate. <laughs> no. So, uh, so the role was um, I, and, and and the reason why I'm telling people this because I'd be quite interested to to see if the scene was used and who took your part and who took it and, and how what it actually was you know I can imagine it in my head but really what was actually required so anyway the idea was um, I would be a man who was obsessed with a museum exhibit I'm trying to think of the word right wording here a museum exhibit that was a torture device and I would have to and this might not be suitable for our younger listeners I would have to simulate masturbation so that's where the joke was about not have to use much acting so anyway, uh, so uh, so I I did a hour about it for a minute, and I thought, no, like it's just acting. You know, you can't be snobby about this, can you? It's almost like could wrestlers have a, could have been your big break. Well, could, yeah, exactly. It could have been wrestlers who refuse to lose, or it's you know we, we we know a couple of brothers who could have got a big break, but they didn't want to be known as brothers. So it's like, well, so one of them got a big break instead, and the other one didn't. You know, so that's just the way it is. You know? one gets to watch him wrestle big matches. So. Yeah. Right, and that's that's quite tragic, really, because yeah. he because he, I, I don't know if it was ego, or he wasn't really ego, not like big headedness. It's it, weird. It's just stupid, <laughs> yeah. and um, just because they didn't want anyone to know their brothers, no one cares if you're brothers, you know. So um, you'll make them care through the story, but yeah. you know, no one really cares. So uh, so anyway, I thought about it for like five minutes. I was like, oh, I have to, it's a bit embarrassing. People, and I was like, no, I saw that. You know, like how many movie, how many actors have to simulate sex, or how many straight men have to simulate gay sex? On, do you know what I mean? It's, it's just acting, isn't it? So anyway, I took this role, and I was really, really sort of excited about it. I was like, telling everyone. Yeah, I was. Yeah, which is a big mistake. <laughs> big mistake partly probably because you've got a confidentiality agreement in there but I don't think I did oh okay yeah um, <laughs> but it, you know just because uh, you know Johnny Storm back to Johnny briefly he'd always say whenever uh, an offer of an international trip would come up he'd say don't believe anything till you're sat on that plane so um, same as wrestling yeah right yeah so so uh, so he said um, so I was actually really excited thinking oh this could actually be a new avenue for me like I'm you know I'm, getting, I'm not old old but I'm getting older I'm in my nearly I'm approaching mid 30s you know like I still think I've got a, a few years left in the ring but in terms of actually sort of making some real money at this you know my, my years are dwindling down like the likelihood of doing so are, are you know dwindling down 
I feel so, like at this point, while you're giving this speech, we should get some kind of music playing underneath. <laughs> um, so I thought I was actually quite excited that this could be a new new avenue, and uh, and it may be a sort of a few weeks. I'd sort of tried to get as many Black Mirror episodes off YouTube as I could. Uh, that's well, where just, uh, that's probably why they probably looked at your, yeah, IP, your IP address and looked at from your email and looked at your history and was like he's pirating our show. Well, I didn't have any, six quid for I Netflix. Didn't have, uh, I didn't have access to Netflix. I didn't have six quid. You've just told me you've had access to YouTube. If you have access to YouTube, you have access to Netflix. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, fair enough. You're the worst type of person. No, I don't pirate any wrestling ever. I champion that to just, a large just degree. Mirror. Just Black Mirror. A couple of episodes of Black Mirror. So anyway, I was really excited about that, and I remember I was out postering for a show we were running. And I got an email, and the email was titled, You've Been Released from Black Mirror. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I could, I guessed quite heavily what it was. And I opened that email, my heart was pounding, and that was it. They said, we are, we are sorry to let you know you are no longer required for this date of filming. And, uh, and I was actually gutted. Do you know what it probably was? Well, John Coleshaw might have been the maybe uh, he <laughs> may have been the star, he may, well he may have been the star actor in that yeah. particular episode because they have different cast every episode. Yeah, we don't. He may be. have been the star in that episode, and he may have recognised you and been like, "That's that yeah. little toe rag from the wrestling." Yeah, he's too young. He's too old now. Maybe too he's old, not yeah. too old. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that was the end of my uh, my my role in Black Mirror. Anyway, did what you not want to be like, "Why? What did I do?" Well, no, because it's all automated emails. So and, I, and I called our friend Terry, who's you know, he flew himself to LA, didn't he, for a couple of years to try and, you know, live the American dream, essentially, get into the movie scene over there. He just said, it's just one of them things, mate. There's, you know, there's, they, they probably had they probably had 10 people booked, but no one knows there's 10 other people booked. I mean, I'll know for now, you know, if it ever happens again, I'll know, oh, there's still a chance this could fall through. Uh, but yeah, look, my lesson, not tell everyone, as if it was a guarantee, uh, but he did say it was odd that the fact it did say you were booked, but maybe that's just the way they work. They booked 10 people. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. It's not like a wrestling booking. Once oh, you're booked, man. you're booked. Oh, well, with certain promoters, sometimes certain promoters cancel people off, don't they? Yeah. That, that upsets a lot of people. So. I feel oh. like I've had a dig at someone a lot. No, it's not, <laughs> it wasn't a dig at anyone at all. There's lots of wrestling promoters who do that. Yeah. Who book guys and then it gets to the week of a show, they've not sold enough tickets, so rather than honour the bookings, they try. And like... To some of them, they do that. This is the only thing you can do economically because you can't run a product which doesn't make money. Um, and sometimes they need to take guys off to save on the money. But I've always had the philosophy of um, I take the good with the bad, and I always say that to guys as well when they moan about money. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, do you know what I mean? Like, I I will pay you this if there's ten people in the crowd, you're not losing money. If there's a thousand people in the crowd, you're not losing money. Do you know what I mean? So like, which is totally you, fair. Yeah. You take like as a promoter, you take the biggest gamble, so you should take the biggest rewards. Sure. You know? um, but you take the good with the bad. Sometimes you lose money, and then sometimes when you make money, all it's doing is covering the loss from a, a previous. You know. And once you get, it takes a long while to get to the stage where where I've kind of got to now, where stuff works and you can kind of foresee how many tickets you're going to sell before you put stuff on sale, etc. Sure. Um, but it's a yeah, it's a it's a hard world we live in, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to explain that to someone else fairly recently. Actually, the the economics of that just well, you'll get the same as you know if there's ten in the crowd or two hundred people in the crowd, you, you get the same amount. You yeah. know, you don't turn around to me on the day being like, oh, you got a good house tonight. Yeah, but I had a terrible house last week. So yeah, yeah. Um, so I think just to close, should we? Uh, just, I'd like to just brush over some of your the rest of your. Um, your sparkling acting career, TV career, TV, well, TV career, TV, TV personality, Andy Boyce. 
So, um, so we've done. So you did. You did a thing with Macho Man. What was that for? SMTV Live. No, it was. Um, no, it was Ant and Dick Saturday Night Takeaway. Saturday Night Takeaway. Okay, yeah. I get confused because obviously Ant and Dick did uh, SMTV Live as well. Right. Um, so you did Saturday Night Takeaway. Yeah. You did Guinness World Records. Thanks. Three times. Yeah, through me. Yeah, we started with you. Yeah, you so, got the ball okay, rolling. Right. So. Let's just so basically, as a, as a wrestling promoter, I get people, and, and it actually happens quite a bit less now than it used to because I think a lot of it I've kind of just, I'm just like I can't be bothered with it anymore. So I, I'm really sorry to people who who want these things, but like, uh, well, too in the future, just forward them on to me and I'll deal with it, shall I? All right, yeah. Um, well, I'm just like I'll get to be on it all. Do you remember that time you got a call from someone wanting to relaunch a Gladiators thing, but it wasn't quite Gladiators. And I do, and you're like, looking, I'm looking blankly. Go on, keep going. It was around the times they relaunched Gladiators. Well, if, you, if you keep going, then I might. I, t- I think it was ITV got in touch with you about uh, a medi. I think it was medieval themed. Okay, yeah, it's like, coming back to me. Gladiators s yep. game, and you were like, yep. well, I've got this wrestler, that wrestler. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if we've even discussed it. That was around 2008, 2009 time. I don't know if we've yep. even discussed it since then. But that is one of the things I I look back and go, it probably would have been a flop, but nevertheless. It would have been another celebrity wrestling or another world of sport. Right. right? But then that world of sport thing, someone spoke to, not about world of sport, but do you remember someone was in touch with you from ITV about a wrestling show maybe three or four years See, again, ago? I'm looking blankly, right, and I can't... So, right, so I get calls all the time, right, and what I've decided as well is I hate people from TV, <laughs> right? Except for the ones that's got... Yeah, they're going to give you the golden... Yeah, golden, if you want to give me... Egg. yeah. But, like, I just hate the spiel that I get from them. Um, and I hate the lack of understanding of the subject matter of wrestling, um, which I completely understand because they're, it's not their fault, is it? But they're probably, they probably have, like, a hundred different... And you learn as you go on. They probably have, like, a hundred different tasks they work on all the time. And they're having to skip from one industry to another. And wrestling is quite a complex industry. And I'm not someone who will, like... Um, I always want to try and help people understand about wrestling a bit more to, so they understand what they're getting themselves into. And and I always try to do that, right? I always try to help the best I can. But I get so many calls and so many sales pitches and spiels from TV people that they kind of all merge into one another. Um, but um, maybe we can have a think about... So I've had there's been a few things over the years so like there's been like reality shows one where they wanted to follow the wrestlers wives so that must have been around the time when only ways Essex first came out okay and it was kind of like footballers wives type thing but with wrestlers so they wanted to follow um couples around um so like, like they realized before they realized wrestlers weren't that rich no not at all not at all they wanted to they wanted to get across like why are you doing this for pennies like oh really do you know what I mean and then you'd have but you'd have different characters so like the way it was sold to me was it'd be like a reality show look at this if you're a TV executive you could be writing down all these ideas (laughs) now on fucking TV shows which which uh, never came off the ground but like um, it was a reality show where um, so you'd have all so you had like four or five different main characters so the so one wife might be super supportive one wife might not care one wife might hate him doing it and you might see two wives interacting with each other or whatever you know okay um and uh and they basically wanted to see the impact on the home life you know travel like when you're traveling they have to stay at home or if they come with you etc etc you know so and it was going to be like a a, a, a tv series like a six-part series or whatever following them around um and just like a reality show 
you know. Um, so that was one of the ideas that was floated to me. Um, there's been like lo literally loads and loads and loads and loads, right? And um, and that's just an example of one of them. Um, but what I will always say is what I, I've learned as well is I've had TV stuff with TV people. And very rarely is it for a straight wrestling show. And I think that's one of the issues, right? They always want to put... Um, they always want to put their own twist to it and they always want to they can't just have like the, surely the most logical concept of a pro wrestling show is a wrestling show yeah right? it's always wrestling with isn't it like a wrestling um, butt yeah right yeah. and uh, they've always got some kind of sparkle that they want to add to it and uh, and yeah and like that medieval gladiators thing it does ring a bell like entirely and I could search through my emails all the, and find tons of different ideas that people have, have put towards me um and that's that's about full series, not not just like trying to find people for for roles. But what I've also learned is that you often speak to TV researchers, and they might have ten different ideas. They've gone to a meeting, they've sat around a table, and you can always tell because the ones that don't know anything at all, that's normally what stage they're at. They have like you know ten different ideas, then that get whittled down to three different ideas, then maybe two, and then one, and then you're lucky if the the thing you've been involved with all this time happens and ultimately it could go through all these teams of people there's just one person at the end who makes a decision whether it sinks or swims and often it sinks so the first time you get the call from a tv person you get all excited and then after each one it gets less and less and less um so so that's kind of how the tv stuff works but i also get contacted by people who who want to who just want wrestlers um, and that we've had all sorts throughout the years, um, but you've uh, you've benefited a lot, haven't you? From yeah, from... I've, I think I'm always one of those. I don't know so much now, but I kind of always felt I was one of those guys who was sort of always in the right place at the right time. So whether it was even like starting with the FWA, who were on the wrestling channel, um, to even the way I got my trials with WWE, or the you know just just be, I always kind of were friends with the right people. Um, you know, there's been plenty of things that have gone on now without me, uh, you know, like the WWE UK or the uh, World of Sports specials. But there was a time when I kind of always felt myself, like I said, I found myself in the right place at the right time. So, uh, yeah, I have sort of benefited being your friend. Yeah. Uh, As a, and that, that's a lesson to anyone who's listening. Be mates with me. Yeah. Well, just, just try and be mates with anyone because... Yeah, all, right. Like, it's I, true, though. It's I, true. I have a very good friend of mine who I know... I, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but like he he will he he regrets a lot of his behaviour when he was trying to make when he was trying to show off to other people, as and he you know he's lost out on a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of opportunities because he sort of made enemies out of people, which you know just don't make enemies out of people because you never know when not even like use anyone for anything just. Just be friends with everyone, and you won't find yourself shut out in the cold. As and, you'll, much. and you'll probably find yourself feeling a lot better about life in general when you're not negative all the time. Right. Just you know, just being nice to people is kind of nice, right? Yeah. So I enjoy it when I give other people opportunities. Sure. Um, so quickly, so we, what do? So I got you into the. Uh, oh, you did the salon as well, didn't you? Yeah, that didn't was that? for FWA. Yeah, and you did. Uh, I I'm not saying I got you into that. No, yeah. Right? But you, I remember you were. You weren't you in the opening credits of a salon. Oh, I think they, I think they used me for an advert. Okay, an advert. Yeah, looking yeah. in the mirror at yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, was, yeah, I looked pretty good then when I was about 19. But <laughs> do you know what? We could do a whole episode on the Big Brother experience. Oh yeah, we'll. And, we'll... and specifically, um, if anyone who who might know this name, he became a bit of an enemy on social media this year, Billy Batty. From TV's Big Brother, 
And all I'll say is we both played a big part in creating a monster. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I feel I feel uh, he says vulgar things on Facebook. I was talking to our friend James Musselwhite about this, how at, I'm not making excuses for him because he says horrible things which aren't appropriate or even true, but I think there's a, there's a reason behind it, which I think we can talk about. We'll almost break down him as a person for anyone who knows who he is. He's actually... <laughs> He's actually not a bad bloke. Yeah, I think he's all right. You know, he's not a bad bloke, but he did. But yeah, we'll get into that when we do the Big Brother episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Billy so Batty did... became a bit of a. He sort of, people think he sort of sprung up from nowhere, but actually, I've known him for over ten years now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, so. He's, yeah. So he's. Uh, yes, we did the Big Brother. We did the Big Brother experience. Um, then what else? So um, Guinness World Records. Got yeah. You into that. Yeah. Which then, which then followed on the Christmas special, which then followed on. We did. We did Italy, the, right? the Italy, the Italian uh, version of Big uh, Guinness World Records, where we spent a week in Italy, and uh, I don't think I've ever been treated better by anyone. We were treated like proper um, stars, isn't the word? But you know, like we actually felt appreciated to be there, and we were paid very well, and we were treated very well, and we were fed very well, we were hoteled very well. So uh, myself, Leroy Kincaid, uh, and Johnny Storm did that for a week and that was me and Johnny still say to this day that was probably one of our best trips we've ever went on um, and that's another thing as well right so when I have to put people forward for stuff I always have to think about who's going to first of all when they want wrestlers I need to think about who's going to look the part because I think that's a mistake that a lot of people do they'll be like so I know what the TV person's looking for so I will get someone who looks like a wrestler rather than who my mate know. is Humor, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'll try and always get the right person for the role because I want them to come back to me and want to use more of my guys to get more exposure. Um, so that's a big part of it. And it's also about who will behave respectably when you're there. Like if you're an absolute idiot in life, it's going to be very hard yes. to, to, for someone to... Because essentially, I'm not saying... Like, that nothing was in it for me at all. And I, ne- like, I never took any cuts of anything um i was always a, a nice human being it's I'm not different that, than someone else you know i it? know yeah, yeah. Um, and i'm hoping that good karma will come back to me in some day um and i'm hoping that people appreciate that that i've never really done that you know um so you so you did that um i could have got you in for you were really angry at me once weren't you when i when i got some people on to richard and judy yeah that was to promote the wrestler, the wrestler. right so i got on so it was leroy mm, terry I don't know if Leroy was there. Terry and Shaw were definitely there, and Martin Stone was definitely there. I can't remember if Leroy was there. I don't think um, so. So I got those on Richard and Judy, and you were really angry at me with that. But you were really angry, but I did manage to get you a little bit of uh, a make good there, though, didn't I? Because I turned you into a, a published journalist, didn't I? You did. I got a phone call, um, probably from you, actually. It would have been the initial phone call. It's like, have you seen The Wrestler? And the rest of maybe only been out a day. So I said, no, not yet. To which you said, well, I can put you in for this uh, interview with a, with a journalist from The Guardian, but you need to see The Wrestler. So me and my dad and my girlfriend at the time, we rushed down to Chichester Cinema within about two hours of this conversation, watched, watched The Wrestler, and then later on that afternoon, I got a phone call from The Guardian where we had a, we had a good chat, and it, it was uh, yeah published in, in The Guardian, National Newspaper. Which brings me to another funny story where when I was about 14, 15, stood at school, uh, we were in, we called them school meetings, I guess they're assemblies, school assemblies, 
and the lady, uh, she might have been the deputy head. Your school was so posh, they called assemblies meetings. Well, no, this was this wasn't. This was actually my second school. My okay. non your non posh school. My non posh school. Okay. They called them school meetings. So the deputy head was up there. She was doing a spiel and cutting her promo, and she said. You know, the most successful person who's ever come out of this school. No, I think the, she might use the word term famous. And I never really wanted to be famous, so I just wanted to be a wrestler. But she said, the most famous person to come out of this school is so-and-so who now writes for The Guardian. And I was sat there going like, I'm going to be way more famous than that one day. <laughs> and of course I didn't. I wasn't. But uh, my point is, I went on to write for The Guardian. Very, very... No, wait, I didn't write for The Guardian. Well, you I, technically did, didn't you? You did what... Well, like, they made out so, I wrote the article. So, so yeah. it's like what happens when, you know, when Ian Wright writes a column for The Sun. Literally, he spends an hour or half an hour on the phone to a journalist, and the journalist will then turn what he says into a... Yes. As if into, he wrote a, into an article, yeah, as if he wrote it. Yeah. So, so that's what you did, and you're now a published... A published journalist in The Guardian, TV extra... Yeah. Um, movie star. Movie, movie star... Um, and professional wrestler, yeah. Is it and and, and, a, and a podcaster, yeah. As well, is there anything you don't do? No, apparently I'm wrestling. No, there's not. Is there? No. So there you go. I'll tell you what you don't do. What referee on John Coleshaw's show? No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? And and on that note, was I don't know what over the last three or four days, maybe in anticipation to this episode, thinking, oh, maybe I could tie this story in. You didn't uh, know we were going to talk about this three or four days ago. Well, no, maybe it was just a coincidence then. I tried to find that sketch on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Enough time's passed. You're, you're at peace with it now. I'm at peace so, like, with it can, now, yeah. You can watch it. To see who they used or, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there you go. We'll get on to Big Brother one day. I think that would be a really, really interesting... Uh, it was an exciting time of life, wasn't it? The case it? study of Big Brother and Billy yeah. Batty. <laughs> the psychological breakdown. Of yeah. Um, we can, uh, yeah talk about him but that'd be fun but anyway that's that's enough for today isn't it i think so yeah we it's, better go back everyone's, to training everyone's all um everyone's all christmas out i hope hopefully you've enjoyed listening to today's episode still eating cold turkey sandwiches because they're quite nice cold turkey sandwich lightly salted that's what i like and that's the only downside about having to go to well it's not the only it's one of many downsides about having to go to the in-laws for uh, for christmas dinner is the fact that i don't get the leftovers oh that is a bad point so, yeah yeah you, I, I like a cold turkey sandwich lightly salted well i live over the road well a three four minute walk from my mother-in-law's uh so and i'd like her so most of the time so uh, i'll just go around there if i want leftovers so you do that there's a story for there as well a lesson to be learned well, I'm nice and I like my in-laws, but I, I'm socially awkward amongst people I don't really know. No. So. I know. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Happy New Year. Next time we speak to you, it's going to be 2018. Yes. That's mental. I know. And we'll be, we'll be about 26 days short of uh, the Revolution Rumble 2018 at the Mount Batten Centre. We're about 20 days short of... High stakes 2018. The first beginning of the year. Yeah. And a few days away from crowning the first ever Revolution Pro Wrestling Women's Champion. That'd be exciting, wouldn't it? It's come around quickly, hasn't it? Yeah. So, all that to look forward to in the year 2018 on the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and like, rate, review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. And we'll talk to you next uh, next week. But how can they follow us on Twitter? You haven't told anyone. Well, you can use our handles... At A Quilden, A Q U I L D A N, or 
at Boy Simmons, B O Y S I M M O N Z. Cool. Speak to you in a while. Laters.